0: Whether you already have workloads in a public or private cloud, or you're still considering a migration, there are a few common cloud mistakes that you should do your best to avoid. I'm your host, Brian Fawcett, and this is IT Availability Now, the show that tells stories of business resilience from the people who keep the digital world available. There are countless business reasons to choose the cloud and various options to choose from, including public, private, and hybrid. But in addition to the why and the what, you also have to think about the how and that's where many companies get tripped up. There are a few common mistakes companies make in the cloud that are both costly and easily avoidable. Here to teach us about how to avoid these costly mistakes is Leon Godwin, Principal Cloud Evangelist at SunGuard AS. Leon, thanks for joining us.
1: Happy to be here, Brian.
0: So if I'm an organization that's considering moving to the cloud, what's the first mistake I would typically make?
1: Let's start with the term cloud itself you can ask five different people what their definition of cloud is and you're going to get five different answers so it's a nebulous term and it's it's constantly changing there is no one size fit all strategy for cloud many customers make their first mistake when they consider the cloud from the service perspective and what they should really be doing is looking at the cloud from an applications perspective
0: yeah and, and tell us more about that what do you mean by taking an application perspective
1: So you need to make informed decisions. Um, Cloud is about choice. You want to have as many choices as possible to be able to deliver the best outcome possible. So you need to consider the specific metrics an application might need. So you assess its performance, security, integration, and data volume needs. And then from there, you can make a better informed workload placement decision, whether that be for it to stay on-premise, go to co-location, go to the public cloud, or go to the private cloud. So those are some of the technical considerations, but there are other considerations such as the business needs. You need to consider whether the needs are about driving change for faster time to market or meeting regulatory requirements, or or if there's a specific use case that the, the business wants to enable or enhance. And they should also consider their ecosystem as well. What other platform offerings are there out there? Could it be that they might adopt a software as a service and consider mature SaaS offerings? They should consider their skills capability. What it costs to actually run those services in-house. They should also consider their recovery time objectives, their business continuity needs, and as well as their licensing needs.
0: So some applications will make more sense in public cloud, others in private. Uh, once you've made that decision and, and made the move, what kinds of mistakes do companies make at that stage?
1: So a big one is, is connectivity. If you don't supply enough bandwidth, you can actually degrade the end user experience. And public cloud is all about end user experience. Uh, and one of the differentiators in the market is about trying to deliver a better experience than your competitor. One of the other challenges, though, with that bandwidth is the data egress charges. Data egress charges, depending on which geography you live in, can range from about 8 cents to 18 cents a gigabyte. And these costs can add up quickly. And there are certain use cases that will invoke more data egress charges, such as restoring backups from the cloud to an on-premise data center, or a website where you may get an an unknown amount of traffic will suffer a DDoS attack, which drives a lot of traffic to a website, pulling data down, which actually results in greater egress costs, as well as things like file servers and remote desktop servers. Those are use cases that can generate quite a lot of data egress costs.
0: Mm-hmm. How can companies avoid those types of costs then?
1: So it's awareness. You need to have the governance process in place to understand... How can I identify whether a cost is appropriate? When I find that a cost is not appropriate, how will I respond? So identifying the specific applications that are incurring specific egress costs is key. And then you need to make decisions around how are you going to mitigate those costs. Maybe one of those mitigations is about looking at the data flows of those applications and ensuring that they are more closely aligned to the data partner that they're sending data to. That may be moving it from the public cloud to the private cloud or into a colo scenario.
0: And what about in, in terms of connectivity? How can you ensure there's, there's enough bandwidth?
1: So the market has changed when it comes to bandwidth. Um, we've seen the traditional telco model, um, which typically involved you procuring a, a fixed circuit for a three-year contract um, where you had very little ability to scale down when the unknown happens, such as nobody else is working in the office because there's a pandemic and more people are working from home. So having the dynamic scalability and flexibility to increase and decrease your bandwidth in a cloud like nature where you can scale bandwidth on demand is very critical to being able to respond to those agents of change. It's also helpful to work with a partner that understands those agents of change and how you can right-size that connectivity and dynamically adjust that, that connectivity to meet the prevailing conditions.
0: Now, one thing we haven't brought up yet, Leon, is uh, security. W- what do you see as the biggest cloud security mistakes companies are making?
1: So one that we see quite often in the, uh, in the news media is organizations that have issued overly broad permissions that have then become compromised. Every organization should think about taking a least privilege approach. So staff only have the permissions to do their job that they need. Common one is storage misconfigurations. We constantly hear of data that is being egressed out of public cloud storage because people have assumed that the permissions have been applied correctly and they are mistaken. So in that scenario, it's doubly important to ensure that your data is encrypted because if that data was to get stolen, you need to know that it's secure when it's beyond the boundaries of your reach. One of the other threats, we know that the most common attack vector is bad actors targeting websites. So it's ever more important to have web application firewalls as well as automated patch management. So those vulnerabilities that exist within those web servers are addressed rapidly to minimize your exposure. You also need to consider your compliance. What country does your data need to live in? What laws uh, apply within those countries? Are there specific industry regulations that you should factor into your decision-making process? And how will you ensure that you are compliant before and after migration?
0: So it sounds like security is one of the areas where companies make a lot of mistakes, but there are also many mistakes made when it comes to performance, costs, and making sure you have the right applications in the right clouds. Uh, Companies can avoid these mistakes by thinking more about the business and technical requirements of each application and their overall environment, becoming more aware of the costs and data flows, uh, and making sure strong security controls are in place. Leon, thanks for walking us through this today.
1: A pleasure as always, Brian.
0: Leon Godwin is Principal Cloud Evangelist at SunGuard AS. You can find the show notes for this episode at sunguardas.com slash now. Please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to get new episodes, as soon as they are available. IT Availability Now is a production of SunGuard Availability Services. I'm your host, Brian Fawcett, and until next time, stay available.